Hi, welcome to Project Geospatial. I'm Adam Simmons here at the Geo1 2022 Symposium in Denver, Colorado. I have the pleasure of being at Cesium's booth where I get to talk to Brady Moore. Uh, Brady, can you talk to us a little bit about, well, who you are, what your role at the company is, and we'll dive into who Cesium is. Sure. Uh, my name's Brady, like you said. I'm Director of Mission Support here at Cesium. Uh, I focus on all our federal customers and what they're doing with 3D Geospatial. Um, and then as far as what we're doing here at Cesium, uh, we're focused on uh, the open metaverse, specifically with regards to 3D geospatial. Excellent. Uh, so Cesium, exactly. Let's go into what the company is and what they're known for. We're a uh, small, uh, non-traditional startup based in Philadelphia. We've got about 40 people. Uh, and uh, we're focused on the intersection of about three different markets or areas. And you were uh, a spin out of AGI originally, right? That's right, that's right. We spun out of AGI in 2019. Excellent. And the areas that we're focused on is uh, pretty much geospatial, uh, graphics, and gaming. So, uh, well, what people would previously know is geospatial visualization, right? Right, right. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so diving into some of these uh, focus areas, uh, what have we got here? All right, so um, what we've been focused on here at, uh, at GEOIN 2022 is uh, been showing a number of things. Uh, developments with CZMJS, which is our open source uh, web visualization engine. Um, 3D Tiles and 3D Tiles Next, the next iteration of 3D Tiles based on uh, what we've been doing in the community and what we've been doing across DoD and the IC. Uh, and then CZM for Unreal, which is our uh, open source plugin for Unreal Engine. And that's been a development that's fairly recent in the last year or so, right? In the last year or so, right. So a lot of people have been adopting it and bringing uh, uh, a scalable 3D globe into uh, Unreal Engine for simulations and gaming. Absolutely. Okay, well, let's get right into it. What have we got here? Okay, so um, one of the things that we focus on with uh, 3D Tiles Next is making the 3D Tiles format uh, more capable at runtime, so better performance, uh, provide more data like metadata at runtime, and then compression for better runtime performance and uh, transport and bandwidth usage. So one of the things that we focus on uh, like I mentioned before, for um, for metadata, has been uh, exposing metadata at runtime for end users. So right now we're looking at an OGC data set uh, that's uh, CDB, and what we've done here is converted to 3D tiles next, and be able to um, actually click on any point on the map at runtime, and be able to pull open the metadata, for instance, for a building all the metadata that's embedded in the CDB data, and then also on the terrain, the same type of thing, the composition uh, of the terrain at that given point that's based in the metadata. Excellent. This also allows you to be able to do things like segmentation and classification. And here's a good example is classifying all the buildings uh, by style uh, based on height. And what would be some potential use cases for something like this? So uh, this application, uh, this, the focus of this demonstration has been for, of course, uh, special operations, uh, for military operations, in order to be able to understand uh, your environment a lot more quickly and easily. Um, a lot of times that has to happen in a common operating picture. A commander or a planner needs to be able to do that on the fly. And so we try to make this kind of metadata available in exactly the same format that people are actually viewing the data for other use cases. Yeah. Awesome. Um, all right. Well, uh, as we transition to your next demo over here, which looks fascinating right. as well, um, I want to ask you real quick, you mentioned the metaverse earlier. What does that mean to Cesium? So uh, the metaverse at Cesium, uh, I'd say, is 
It's a way of describing the next version of the internet. Today, uh, in many cases, we experience the internet uh, as scrolling text. Uh, the next version of the internet and the idea of the metaverse is that it's gonna look a lot more like um, a virtual reality version of our reality today. It's gonna involve all the different senses. What we focus on at Cesium is an open metaverse. So understanding uh, that we want the community to be able to control um, the data and what they're able to do with their data. Uh, at Season, we focus on open and interoperable formats and open source capabilities in order to be able to visualize and experience metaverse. So, so do you imagine, because I think a lot of people are, I think a little hyper-focused that the metaverse be solely virtual reality with a headset, but it's actually so much more than that when you're right. actually virtualizing entire worlds and globes Absolutely and uh, right. imagery into simulated environments, we can interact with it. Uh, uh, similar to how people interact with games. Yep. Uh, so, so we're completely outside the headsets too, right? Right, so the metaverse will be you know, experienced, yes, of course, in, uh, in VR, but metaverse will also be experienced on laptops, it'll be experienced on mobile devices, and you know, probably some other interfaces that we haven't th thought of yet. Excellent, what do we have here? So uh, this is actually something uh, on the idea of the open metaverse, is something that's been generated on uh, the open uh, web visualization engine, uh, CZMJS, and it's a uh, open source uh, data that, that was uh, gathered by a University of Tokyo professor named Hidenori Watanabe of what's going on in Ukraine on a day-to-day -day basis. So a number of different open source uh, investigations, people have been going and getting full motion video of what's been going on in Ukraine generating 3D models based on that full motion video. And then um, these people are actually taking those 3D models, placing them on a uh, global, on, on a scalable globe in CZMJS and making it available to everyone. So they've taken this, these, ima these images and make 3D maps out of the images that people will post from open source? That's right. That's, That's incredible. Right. And actually I've recognized some of these scenes from news footage. So the fact that they really grab these images and virtualize them is incredible. Right, it is, and uh, the fact that, that almost the entire process of this has been an open source exercise from beginning to end in just about every area is pretty amazing. So it's what's, a, it's is, important to mention too that um, the, the guy who put this together, Hidenori, um, also updates this on, on an almost daily basis. So every oh, wow. time you log into this, there's usually a new model based on what you saw in the news in the previous day or two. That's incredible. I'm sure uh, you, you're a big fan of his, right? Yeah, yeah, we are. I mean, unfortunately, it's a tragedy. This type of, these type of things are happening. But the fact that we're actually able to gather this type of 3D understanding of our actual world in a virtual environment that can be freely and easily shared is kind of actually a good way of explaining, you know, what the open metaverse might be able to provide to all. What's the level of effort to, to generating these from uh, CZMJS? Right. So um, my impression is that a lot of these models, of course, come from, you know, they all have links to them and they come from Sketchfab. In many cases, they look like uh, um, photogrammetry uh, or meshes that might come in a, uh, like an OBJ format. Uh, so what, Essentially, the process would be you take your OBJ, OBJ 3D model, you bring it into Cesium Ion, uh, and then uh, add to that the terrain and imagery data that you want as your baseline, and then you're able to take, a, take that and stream that to wherever you want. Now, the interface for this, as you can see, it's actually moving through, and you see a little bit of information in the top left corner, kind of like a slideshow. You've allowed them to tell a story within your globe, it's too. It's called Cesium Stories. That's oh, right. well, there you go. Yes. That's a, See, I didn't even know that. It was a natural fit for your product, right? It is, it is. So it's a, it's a good way of 
giving people information from a bunch of different views. Look but how detailed that dyna is. Dynamically, you can actually go through and manipulate it yourself. If you want to look at something from a different angle. I mean, these are from way. photos, but these are incredibly detailed. Right. That's an awesome view. That's great. Well, as we're uh, starting to wrap up a little bit, yep. uh, what final things would you like people, audience, uh, a couple different things, would you like prospective customers to know about Cesium? And then part two uh, in, uh, is completely separate from, from, from that, uh, inspiring youth to understand what they can do with geospatial technology uh, in their careers. Um, I would probably say uh, overall, the best thing to understand is a lot of what we build is for the community. Um, we take a lot of community feedback and, uh, and what we, we want to make sure that what it is we're building is useful to the community. It helps the community. Um, so especially with uh, young developers who want to be able to do this, um, a Cesium Ion community account is free. comes with 5 gig of storage. Uh, and you can do a lot of this type of stuff, test it out, get familiar with it, understand how to manipulate it, get, get uh, code samples to try new things, um, all with that community account. So. Biggest thing overall, get on Cesium Ion, try it for yourself, and build something like this on your own. Excellent. Uh, well, Brady, uh, thank you for uh, going into detail about everything Cesium has to offer and uh, getting into the metaverse with us a little bit. Um, I'm Adam Simmons here at uh, G1 2022. Uh, thanks a lot, everybody. <laughs>